This is Bike Shorts, a limited edition podcast from Iowa Public Radio. I'm Ben Kiefer, and I'm pedaling my way across Iowa from river to river on two wheels. We're bringing you the sounds and excitement of Ragbri without the sweat and sore muscles as we experience the ride through the eyes of the members of NPR's No Pie Refuse team and riders from across the state, the nation, and the globe. Well, uh, it was a nice night in the tent, um, but I got up about an hour ago. That was around 4 in the morning. It's still dark outside. We had a light rain overnight. I had to uh, get out of the tent as I saw others in the yard here in Fairfield had to get out of their tents because we had a light rain and nobody was prepared for that. So I saw others popping out of their tents at about 1 in the morning, uh, moving the, the rain flies into place so that they didn't get rained on. A nice evening here in Fairfield, and uh, it's now just past five in the morning. We'll get our coffee going here. Sean Livingston, you just came in. How how are you doing this morning? A little tired. You know, the rain did, did keep me up a little bit, but like George said, it, thankful we're, it happened at night and not during the day, and we get to bike in decent weather. So, right, right. Everything should dry out. We'll have to pack our tents wet and then dry them out tonight, huh? Yes, yeah, but, you know, they've been wet every morning. So <laughs> Maybe not this wet, but they've been wet every morning. So Soggy is a natural state on Ragbri. <laughs> you want sleeping bags? Uh, sure. Yeah. Ready for day six, and we're off to Burlington. Burlington. 60, did I say 69 miles? Yes. Did yes. you look at the climb? Uh, I think it's 1,500 like feet, I believe. It's 1,700, I think. 1,700. So we're, we're flattening out. Yes, yes, and it's kind of downhill as you go to the eastern side of Iowa. Uh, this year's route is interesting because we get to dip our bike in the Mississippi twice. Right, Burlington so, and then the end, Keokuk. Yep, one could say that you biked across Iowa today. Right, we, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pedaled down the road from our host family and uh, picked up the route, which was just a few blocks away from where we overnighted, camped out, and uh, pulled on with the uh, majority of the riders, the stream of riders, heading southeast uh, and eventually to Burlington tonight. Who should appear next to me but a member of No Pie Refused, Michael Zamora. How are you doing, Michael? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm great. Do you go by Mike or Michael? Michael. Okay. Michael, so is this your first ragbri? This is my first ragbri doing it uh, for fun. So I've done it a couple of years. I used to work for the register, so I would uh, occasionally ride and shoot a couple days. So, I, But I've never done more than three days. So, uh, so your images, photography is your deal? Yes, photography, video, visuals, all that, yep. And now you're based in Washington with NPR. Yes, working on their visual newscasts and doing uh, just various videos for their website and online. So. How's the ride this year been for you? We're on day six. Uh, we've had a great year so far, don't you think? It's been great. Uh, rain the first day, but other than that, it's been great weather. And uh, riding and not having to uh, file and meet deadline has been uh, unsurprisingly stressful, stress-free. So uh, it has been much more of a leisurely ride for me, and I've loved it. So yeah. We've got some nice cloud cover this morning. Yesterday, as we came in the last couple of days, especially yesterday, we were running into some heat, weren't we? We were, yeah. Coming into town, I was uh, sweating there a little bit with those hills, with the heat, but uh, doing all right today. Hopefully it keeps up like that. So now Michael and I are 
pedaling up a small incline, nothing too serious here. Riders stretching out in front of us. We'll see what's on the other side of this hill. Uh, so I've mentioned it before, but it's worth mentioning again. Uh, 10,000 registered riders. Of course, that's only the registered ones because these are public roads. Anybody can ride. Actually, those unregistered riders are called bandits. But it's not really about banditry. It's just about sharing the road. And some people ride one day, two days. Uh, uh, or, like us, riding the whole week from river to river. So you excited about reaching the other Iowa border uh, tonight because you were down in the, Miss the Missouri and now we've, you know, we'll have crossed the state hopefully by the end of the day after about 70 miles. Yeah, I am very excited. After the, uh, that long Wednesday, 84 miles, I didn't know if I was going to make it, but now here we are one day away from crossing to the uh, next river and I'm very excited. Right, so after an 84 mile day, a 70 mile day doesn't seem like anything. It's like, ha, I laugh in your face, 70 mile day. Yeah, just a little, just a quick little 70 mile ride, no big deal. Okay. Let's get to pedaling, Michael, okay? All right, let's do it. It's Bike Shorts from Iowa Public Radio. I'm Ben Kiefer. About 15, I would, I don't know, I don't have an odometer on my bike today. 15 to 20 miles outside of Fairfield, uh, heading for Burlington, 70 miles the total course today. Uh, I had to pull off, um, I'll just kind of hint at this and not explain too much. I'm going in to carefully not bend any corn stalks, but into a cornfield because when nature calls, <laughs> the corn stalks answer sometimes. Okay? Get the idea? Email if you have any questions. <laughs> Just before noon, we're at our meeting town. Means we're in good time. Salem. More or less the meeting town this is the halfway point of the route. We have 70 miles to do this day to get to uh, Burlington. So uh, walking along with Richard Harris of NPR. Boy, you picked off a very small shade tree, Richard. <laughs> well, there, we're, we're small you people Can't here. you do better than that? <laughs> well, I, I heard your wound up, wind up, and what could I do? This is as close as I could come. But. We can keep on walking. All right. Okay. So anyway, nice to run into Team NPR this morning. Yeah, nice and, to see you. And uh, anything adventurous uh, since our last uh, encounter? Yeah, well, we had another really wonderful night at a host house. You know, uh, our, our motto is uh, that we only stay in houses, preferably basements. Yeah. This house did not have a basement, but it was all right. It had like eight bedrooms. So uh, we, 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 uh, we managed to uh, get by without the basement. Okay. And we didn't even have to ask for an apology or anything like okay. that. Richard, we've... We've, this is this is to be prized. This is a space that many would covet because we're out of the sun and it's getting warm. Indeed, it is. It's a and it, a nice cool breeze. It's been a wonderful week, except for Sunday, which we'll pretend did not exist from the standpoint of rain. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been. Uh, I've seen you almost every day, and you, you and I must say you're you're holding up well. You've still got a big smile on your face. It's fabulous. It's just a facade. Okay, well, it's working for you. <laughs> Hey, Richard, because all of the listeners know you for your fabulous science reporting as NPR's uh, science correspondent, I have to ask you, you know, traveling through Iowa, there are so many science themes. I wonder if 
Okay, you're not you're not on the clock right now, right? Okay. I mean, no, I'm not. This is vacation, absolutely. This is vacation, but I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna impinge on on that a little bit and, and just see if has anything sort of registered on your radar as as uh, science worthy in Iowa. Yeah, well, I, obviously, I didn't come in search of it, but it, it, it always finds me one way or the other. And it's one of the wonderful things about RAGBRAI is you never know who you're going to talk to. I just turned to the guy next to me yesterday riding my bike, and, uh, uh, and he said his name was Mike. And I asked him what he, what he did we, after we chatted for a little while, and he said that he studies earthworms. Earthworms. Earth, earthworms, yeah. And uh, earthworms? And, uh, and I, so I thought, okay... Uh, agricultural state, important uh, organisms in the soil and so on. He said, no, 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 I'm actually, I, my, my latest research project took me down to uh, the Amazon and he was studying some special dark soils in the Amazon, which I'd never heard about because uh, if you, tropical rainforests basically have very thin and poor soils, I didn't even know that earthworms could make a living in the Amazon. But he said, oh, this is a really interesting situation because these are dark spots of dark soil that have actually built up over thousands of years of human habitation. It's basically the human garbage uh, uh, dumps uh, you know, around these villages and they t end up being in rings around places, settlements where people settle. And and the worms end up saying, hey, here's a little soil. We can, we can, uh, we can make a home here. And so it's, so I was, you know, of course, immediately asking him questions about, well, this, can the worms get from one settlement to another and all this stuff? And he said, oh, we're doing the genetics on these earthworms and so on. And we just had this, this surreal conversation rolling through the Iowa uh, fields of, of soy and, you know, avoiding rumble strips on the road and so on. And, and he told this, this fabulous story about this big team. They have a National Science Foundation grant to go out and, and, uh, and study and understand earthworms, which he, he asserted were, were underappreciated and understudied. Well, this is something, you may know this, but, and I don't know if this is an urban myth. I didn't have a chance to check it, but um, someone told me once that earthworms, at least night crawlers, okay, let's differentiate between worms and night crawlers, right? That night crawlers are not native to North America. Is that possible? Uh, that's what he, but that was one of the things, amazingly enough, that we were talking about, that most of the worms we see here that are sort of, they're garden variety worm, if you pardon the expression. The little guys. The little guys. Those are actually, by and large, uh, European imports. Uh, it, uh, accidental, I'm sure people, I assume accidental. We've had, you know, lots of birds and so on, like the starlings and so on, were, were introduced from Europe and so on. And apparently the same is true of earthworms as well. And he said he was very concerned because there's apparently an underappreciated influx of worms from Asia now. You know, it's like, <laughs> you're wor well, we're worried about... We Huawei. have Asian beetles. Why not Asian worms? Yeah, I was thinking, well, we're worried about Huawei. We're worried about, you know, uh, our, our, our big competition from across the... Please, can we at least keep our own worms? Yeah. And they said, no, no. And he, and he was bemoaning the fact that he had applied for a federal grant to study the invasion of Asian worms. Uh, and, he, uh, and, he, and unfortunately, he said he did not get the grant. He blamed it on sort of the anti-immigrant sentiment that's flowing through the country right now. But You heard it here first on Iowa Public Radio with Richard Harris. Yeah. News, newsflash, we're going to tweet that out maybe, huh? All right, yes. Watch out for worms. That's my advice. I'm Ben Kiefer, somewhere along the Ragbri route. We'll be back to our Ragbri edition of River to River in just a few miles I'm Ben Kiefer. Again, along the roadside for 
this episode of Bike Shorts podcast, the limited series podcast from Iowa Public Radio. I'm Ben Kiefer. I'd have to say sweltering. Sweltering now is a good word because it is definitely in the mid-80s, some good humidity. I've stopped along the roadside uh, gravel road here, and I have to introduce you to one of the other essential foods that you need to take along. The dill pickle is a food in addition to sweet corn that is essential for this ride, and it also makes sense. The sweet corn, of course, has all those carbohydrates, the butter, uh, the salt, um, come along with that corn and the carbs. Uh, the, the pickle here, uh, this is Dilly. They're here every year, as far as I could tell. Dilly Yo, and they sell pickles, dill pickles, big dill pickles for a buck. The noise you hear here, if you can hear that kind of fan-like sound, do you hear it? That's a giant, I don't know, two-story dill pickle guy waving in the wind and being inflated. Let's go up here and see if they have pickles left. And sometimes you get a, you get to have a, a drink of pickle pickle juice. I'd like one, please. Is was that a buck? There's still a buck, right? I'll I'll get I'll get you, I'll get you back, okay? And I need someone to do some explaining about why the. The pickle, can I come around there? Okay, I'm going to step through the weeds, get back into the kitchen, so to speak. They've got a trailer open here. Okay, thank you. I'm going to bite into this, and then somebody's going to get ready to explain what this is doing in my 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 sweaty, potassium-deprived body here. Okay, it's about a, I don't know. Four-inch long pickle? Is that a four-inch yeah, long? they come four to six inches. Okay, here's the first bite. It's going to taste good. So, I love dill pickles anyway when I'm at home in the air conditioning. But I've been pedaling through the countryside, and I've got a mouthful of pickles. So I'm going to turn to you. What is your name? Chad Ferris. Chad Ferris, what's your connection with Dillio? Well, I created this about seven years ago, and mm-hmm. I just decided, I thought, um, bicyclists like ice-cold water, Gatorade, um, and bananas. Uh, so we kind of did a little research, me and a friend of mine, and he goes, we need to sell pickles. And I'm like, well, what's with the pickle? So we did a little research, and it turns out that the pickle, actually the brine in the pickle, like the pickle juice, like mm-hmm. the vinegar, the yeah. the water, and um, just as it ferments, it actually will prevent your cramps if if you aren't cramping if you are cramping it actually alleviates them almost within minutes okay so so the the thing that's doing the magic in the pickle is the there's salt in pickles of course there there is salt yes and they also contain electrolytes so a lot of that you know the salt that you lose and the the electrolytes that you lose it actually replenishes that in your body and so it almost does it immediately as soon as it sends a trigger from your from your taste buds into your nervous system it actually relieves your cramps and it works within minutes if not seconds okay I'm going to trust. I don't have the research tools right now, but this is real science. That's what I believe. That, I mean, that's what I've read, and that's what... Uh, okay, the, people can, can check that, I guess. They, they sure can. They can, they can fact check me. Sure, okay. absolutely. Deal pickles. Okay, very good. I'm going to enjoy my pickle, and, you know, I've heard, and I've seen signs for this. Are you also offering pickle juice? I am. It's all-you-can-drink pickle juice. <laughs> they say, <laughs> I, okay. I, I, I know, and I, and I do that because, really, um, you only need about an ounce and a half 
per 100 pounds of body weight for it to be effective to uh, alleviate your cramps. And you've got that as an extra, I right? Do. Yes, you you I do. need to get rid of it somehow. Yeah, and so the okay. the brine comes with the pickles that I buy, and then so I just I just put it into a uh, container that a dispenser, and uh, they can drink all they want. Sir, you said you always stop at the pickle yo. Does it help you with your cramps? Iowa Public Radio. It doesn't hurt a bit. Yep. Doesn't hurt a bit. Does it help? At this point, if it's a placebo, I'll take it. <laughs> so I'm looking back at Chad's trailer, a large, a large trailer. Certainly, a couple horses would fit in this, but he's got refrigerators. Uh, one, two, three, four refrigerators for his pickles. Chad's uh, in there. Hey, Chad, how many how many pickles do you go through in a day, or in a or in a rag bry? Probably uh, somewhere between a thousand to twelve hundred pickles a year. Really? Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Whenever you're ready, you're busy. I'm ready for my pickle juice. Oh, yeah. Let's do it right now. Okay. 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 So how, walk me through it. How do I do this? Okay. So what I do is I sell you uh, just a cup. And okay. then you fill the cup to whatever you want. Okay. So, so limited liability, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm not responsible for what I give you. Okay. Um, can you get drink. the spigot so there? He's got a nice there. little like a lemonade um, spigot here. Oh, that's good enough. That's good okay. enough. Okay. Okay. This looks like something I, I did when I visited the doctor. Right, I know, I know. Well, I always tell people to prepare yourself because it does have a little salt and it has a little kick to it because okay. it's a little different. Um, I buy my pickles from Texas, so they um, actually have a little bit more kick than a, a typical Vlasic. So, okay. Do you, do you recommend a sipping or downing like a shot? It's however you, however. Okay, if, it, if it's your first time, yeah. go ahead and sip on it just a little okay, bit. Okay, here, here we go. Here we go. Oh, a little pickle bed. juice. Yeah. yeah. From t- pickle juice from Texas. Here it goes. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Mmm. I consider I, don't, I, I consider don't. it the best pickle juice on Rag Brack. <laughs> <laughs> but that's me. <laughs> okay. You've been a wonderful host. I wish you well in selling your 1,200 pickles okay. and more this year. Chad Ferris. Yes. Dill Yo. Since... 2013. You're out here every rag, Brian. Yeah, I mean, this is my seventh year. And what do you do otherwise? Um, ooh, um, uh, various things. I, 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 I was a zookeeper, and then I went and worked at a bank. So, and you found your pa- passion in pickles. Oh, uh, you know, it, it's great. I love it out here. We, we love. I know you're, you're really a feature here, and the inflatable pickle guy, he's a good marker out there. Thank you. Thank you very much, Chad. You take care. All right, you too. Thanks. Okay, aboard my bike again on the seat. This is one car up. That means I get into the right lane. There's that communication telling us that the other lane, oncoming lane, has a car coming. So pickup truck in this case. So after racing down a half mile hill, when you can easily, without pedaling at all, get up to a 40 mile an hour pace. We're creeping painfully and slowly in the sun up a quarter mile hill here. The worst of it's over, but some people are off walking. Some people had taken a break in the shade halfway up the hill. This is kind of the tough parts of Ragbri. There's always something at the top where people can kind of celebrate that they 
made it up the hill and indeed here some bananas and muffins apples cookies i see people dumping their bikes onto the side of the road and taking a rest finding the shade and i'm out of breath too as you can hear hope we've got hopefully an hour or so until we reach burlington entering the mississippi river valley oh it's a hot day and it is bike shorts a limited series podcast from iowa public radio i'm ben Kiefer. glad you're aboard following us day to day if you haven't yet make sure you subscribe to bike shorts with your favorite uh, podcast app or simply look for bike shorts and Iowa Public Radio with your favorite search engine. And after a long, hot, and breezy afternoon of pedaling, we have finally reached Burlington. Um, and we've um, completed 71 miles today uh, after uh, leaving Fairfield uh, this morning at about 7.30, uh, arriving here at about 5 o'clock, uh, various members of our team. Put my tent up. I put my tent up. My tent I put up on a little hilltop next to a cornfield, uh, and so there's a nice warm breeze this evening, and uh, I'm looking forward to falling asleep with the rustling corn leaves just a few feet away from my tent. Just one more day to go in our trek across Iowa. Of course, Burlington is already on the Mississippi, uh, but uh, this year, two Mississippi towns featured on the route. Burlington and the final stop Keokuk. So we'll pedal tomorrow to Keokuk. Hope you'll join us then. I'm Ben Kiefer. This is Bike Shorts, a podcast from Iowa Public Radio. One more episode to go. I hope you'll download that. Listen to that one as well. Bike Shorts is produced by Rick Brewer, Caitlin Harrop, and Shirley Wong. Our executive producer is Katherine Perkins. Special thanks to Lindsay Moon, Clay Masters, Madeline King, and NPR's team No Pie Refused. Also, Team Groucho, as well as all of our host families along the route. Bike Shorts is a production of Iowa Public Radio. I'm Ben Kiefer. Thanks for coming along for the ride. 